Parkland brought the gun debate back to Olympia. From King 5 News, this is The Sound. I'm Ryan Takeo. This episode, state lawmakers debate new gun bills. They passed a bump stock ban and consider raising the age to purchase certain guns and add an enhanced background check. Drew Mickelson said the debate is in response to high-profile shootings like Las Vegas and Parkland. And this is this is something that we're talking about in Olympia as well because of the two big recent tragic shootings. I'm Ryan Takeo. This is The Sound. And then step up close to it. Yeah, yeah. A little closer. All right. All right, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, Drew, you're up here in Seattle, so I had to I had to grab you and talk to you. Pick Once your brain. a quarter. Once a quarter, we try to make it up to the big city from, yeah. from Olympia. Here you are for a meeting. Drew Mickelson is King 5's South Bureau Chief. He covers Olympia and the state capitol. It was a pretty crazy week. We had uh, this big issue with the public records uh, debate, and that kind of dominated a lot of the headlines. But while... We had our political reporter on that story. I was covering guns for the five days last week. Wow. Uh, and it all is really a result of what happened in Parkland. Parkland brought the gun debate back to Olympia. They had talked about bump stocks. They had talked about uh, Bob Ferguson AG. Bob Ferguson wanted to, to have an assault weapons ban early in the session. That wasn't going to go anywhere. Uh, bump stocks was something people were talking about, and it came back for a vote. And it was an issue that was dead. Nobody was really talking about it. Parkland happened, and that got the conversation started again. So it, it passed out of the House. It passed out of the Senate. The governor is eager to sign it. That's going to happen sometime this week, we're told. And uh, that that was something that nobody thought was really going to happen a couple of weeks ago. As a reminder, what are bump stocks? Bump stocks were described, and I'm not a gun guy, so uh, this is something I hadn't heard of bump stocks before the Las Vegas shooting. Uh, but what I know about them, and we've seen them, uh, the governor had a, a photo op where he, he, he fired one. Inside Washington State Patrol's crime lab, forensic scientists set up a sound test. Okay, semi-automatic. This is the bump stock. Governor Jay Inslee was part of the group listening and learning. It's a trigger device that, that essentially makes a semi-automatic gun a machine gun, an automatic gun. These weapons can fire uh, three times faster than an appropriately uh, uh, licensed semi-automatic weapon. And that three times spells mass carnage. Pretty rare. They're not on every store shelf, but they're out there and they were used in Las Vegas and that, that was something that a lot of folks didn't know. So federally they've talked about it. The, the president has said that he wants to ban those. He's said very uh, bluntly that that will not be something that's out on the streets much longer. In the state of Washington, uh, awaiting the governor's signature, this would be a ban on the sales. And if you own one, you would be able to, to sell one back. There'd be a buyback program. They want those off the street. And really, that did not have a whole lot of uh, opposition, which is rarely the case when you're talking about gun laws. I've covered the legislature for more than 10 years, and not a whole lot of gun legislation has passed. And the bump stocks was one that pretty much flew through, although it just got left on the table until Florida happened. Mm. You said Parkland was that kind of that event that galvanized this this bill back to life. You mentioned the public records um, issue, separate bills. But I just wonder if with that in the background, if that was another 
um, reason for for the state senate to change the narrative and get maybe some low hanging fruit that would be out there on usually a controversial issue that is guns. It's quite possible. Uh, it would not be unheard of to say that some politics were involved at the Capitol. I mean, that's what happens there. So. Uh, there, there are no mistake moves. Typically, uh, everything is very calculated. Uh, and as we had Natalie Brand, political reporter, on that public records issue, I think Monday through Thursday, I was doing the gun stories. We were the lead story at five o'clock and at four o'clock. She was at four thirty and five thirty. It was almost a double lead every day down there. Uh, so, did did the gun debate distract folks from the public records? I don't know. It definitely got got a lot more coverage of the Capitol than we're used to seeing. Um, and uh, did it change the conversation? I don't know. But uh, it was definitely something that, uh, that that got a lot more attention than it maybe would have a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was something that, if it weren't for the Las Vegas shooting back in October, uh, would not have come up. So uh, the senator behind this recent push, uh, Senator David Frocht, uh, he, he said that this is a national conversation. You know, you, we all know what's happened with the with the protests and with what our president has said. And this is this is something that we're talking about in Olympia as well because of the two big recent tragic shootings. There's another issue with an, uh, enhanced background checks and uh, changing the age limit on semi-automatic rifles. That's not going to be as easy a sell. There are a number of Republicans and some Democrats as well who just think that goes too far. And what that bill would do is take all semi-automatic rifle purchases and raise that age from 18, where it is right now, to 21. And all semi-automatic rifle purchases would also require the enhanced state background check, which is a much more in-depth background check than the almost instant federal one that's happening right now. Does it take any longer for like the, the waiting period? There is. Eh, 10 day, perhaps, is the is the 10-day waiting period. There's not a, a, a number that's attached to the waiting period, but it would be uh, a number it would of days. Take, it, it would it, take longer. It would. And that's that's what Senator David Frock from Seattle, a Democrat, told us. He says, you go to people on the street and tell them that you can buy an AR-15 if you're 18 years old, and if you don't have a felony on your record, you pretty much get it that day. He says that should change in two ways. That 18-year-old won't be able to buy it until they're 21, but even a 46-year-old would have to wait because he would have to go through the enhanced state and local background check, which is much more involved than the federal one. And that would make the rules the same for buying a semi-automatic rifle as it would for a handgun. Now, at one point, they talked about all assault rifles. At one point, they talked about uh, shotguns that had a number of tactical devices. They got rid of that. Right now, it's the semi-automatic rifles, which a number of folks say is still too too broad. And so there are a number of uh, amendments that have come up to p- potentially uh, limit that list a little more, but we'll have to see what happens. But it's still alive. And again, that's an issue that would not have had a hearing if it weren't for what happened in Florida. This is a very interesting state when you look at the map as far as red and blue. And we have this deep blue core in Seattle. And those are the lawmakers who are, who are proposing most of, these leg- most of these gun legislation, and they do every year. And the governor backs the idea. The attorney general backs the idea. So it's very popular. But you get outside of King County, and it's a, it's a, it's a prickly issue, uh, especially in the east side of the state. Gun ownership is a big deal. But because of the outrage that these, that these mass shootings have caused, 
it's something that people are starting to think about. And uh, the NRA came out last week. Last week we had a, a, a hearing, uh, I, I believe it was on Tuesday, uh, for this uh, semi-automatic and, and uh, the enhanced background checks, bumping up the age limit on that and the background checks. And people were lined up uh, to testify. They couldn't get everybody who wanted to testify. Those against it, those for it, too. We had we heard from, uh, I want to say, four different parents uh, of either uh, people who had been killed or people who had survived mass shootings. There was a father from Bainbridge Island whose daughter was killed in Las Vegas. On October 1, my daughter, Carrie, was murdered in Las Vegas in the mass shooting. There was a father from Muckleteo whose son survived that party shooting. My son was shot in the back and seriously injured with heavy blood loss. Where there was a 19-year-old who uh, said how easy it was for him to get an AR-15 that he ended up killing three of his classmates with. So uh, there were plenty of local ties to these national shootings. And, uh, you know, if you, if you look on Facebook, that's what people are concerned about. What can we do to prevent this? tell people I cover the legislature, they say, oh, but to be able to tell the stories of the people who are behind these bills, the mom who wants to increase bike safety helmet regulations because of what happened to her her son, or in this case, there's some gun legislation, and we like to think, oh, that's not going to happen to me, but then we hear from a father whose son was nearly killed in that Muckleteo shooting. He survived, but three of his good friends didn't, or the father who's daughter was in Las Vegas and he he described where she was shot and how how he found out about it and uh, those sorts of stories really seem to uh, get the attention of, of legislators and uh, whenever we have a, a big incident like uh, Parkland or uh, what happened in Las Vegas uh, that gets their attention too. This is common sense legislation that can stop the carnage. One issue, very different opinions. More people are killed with kitchen knives, baseball bats, fists and feet than rifles of all types. So why all the hoopla about what you refer to as assault rifles? We're all focusing on the gun rules, but part of these bills, specifically this, this uh, semi-automatic rifle bill, is some school safety measures. There would be increased funding from the state superintendent's office for districts to enhance security, uh, whether that's more school resource officers, whether that's cameras, whether that's locks. Uh, and they also want to set up a, a, a hotline and an app where a student can anonymously push a button and tell the district that there may be a problem student. Hmm. I've been wondering about what this kid said. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push this app activate it and then start an investigation. So it, while the big focus is on, and that's what the NRA was most upset about, the NRA was fine with the school upgrades and the app idea. They just didn't like the idea of prohibiting 18, 19, and 20 year olds from being able to purchase any kind of weapon. This proposal would prevent law-abiding adults age 18 to 20 from purchasing modern rifles and shotguns for self-defense. We know at, at the national level the role that uh, the NRA plays, and especially since Parkland, that's been center stage in, in this conversation. Um, and I'd imagine it's pretty similar down in Olympia, too. It's a powerful lobby, and uh, it, it's one that there was a bill a couple of years ago. It was fascinating. It was requiring 
uh, gun shop, not requiring, but it would give tax breaks to gun shops if they had suicide awareness posters up at the stores. And everyone assumed, well, it's a gun-related bill. The NRA is going to testify against it. They didn't. NRA came out and said, this is a good idea. We want responsible gun ownership. We want to, to let people know if, if they're having trouble, they shouldn't be at a gun shop. So that was, that was a story where the NRA surprised some folks and it made for some uh, interesting bedfellows, as they say, with politics. Uh, but this issue, uh, the NRA was, was pretty clear. And they weren't the only ones to testify against it. There were a number of gun owners. There were some firearms instructors. And the biggest issue was... Uh, you're infringing upon the rights of these law-abiding citizens. 18, 19, 20-year-olds can sign up for the Army. They can vote. They're adults in many ways, but you're not going to let them buy weapons just because there have been some tragedies happening here, there, and and other places. So that was that was an issue that uh, they were pretty, uh, pretty hardcore on. And while they did uh, revise the bill a little bit to... to still allow an 18-year-old to go buy a bolt-action rifle or a shotgun so they can go hunting. Uh, that still would be legal and possible, but the NRA still is upset about the uh, the restrictions. There's been a lot of attention nationally on Democrats in rural districts as far as this gun debate. Uh, and I'm just wondering, are there certain seats that you look to or maybe just geographical areas where you look to where you might see a, a Democrat in a more rural or suburban district mm. that might be kind of like the bellwether for whether or not in the final days of this session, the enhanced background checks, uh, raising the age limit might pass or, or at least decide um, those those different yeah, like I said, the map is pretty interesting, and you just drive down I-5, and it changes. And uh, the heart of downtown Seattle is is pretty hardcore gun legislation backing. But you get to South King County, you get to, to Auburn. Auburn's state senator, Phil Fortunato, uh, backed a bill that would have reimbursed districts who wanted to arm staff members. And there are, this was something I didn't know about, there were four districts in central Washington that have permission from their school boards to have armed personnel on campus. And he was trying to get a bill to, A, set standards for the training, but also to uh, enable districts to do this and get reimbursed by the state. It's not going to get a hearing. But he's an example of someone who's he's from King County. He's, he's in the Auburn Enumclaw area, and he is one of the biggest gun backers. And he is not uh, proposing to arm every teacher. That's not something that he uh, knows is going to go very far. He likes the idea of allowing uh, districts to do that. So uh, he is a good example. Auburn is a good idea, a good, a good example of an area that is not that far from downtown Seattle. But the, the opinions out there are very different. And he speaks for, for much of uh, the state east of, east of Auburn. And there are pockets where, uh, where there, there, there's more Democratic support. Um, Thurston County uh, definitely leans more blue. But you get outside of downtown Olympia, and you've got folks who are in Mason County or Lewis County, and they uh, are, are going to have a hard time voting for, for any new restrictions on guns. So it's, it's always fascinating to see how that plays out, uh, especially in those, uh, those areas, kind of on the outskirts of King County. We'll see how it goes. Thanks, Drew. Thank you. King 5's Drew Mickelson. The Sound is a production of King 5 Media in Seattle, Washington. I'm Ryan Takeo. This is The Sound. <laughs>